I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We have discussed and debated infrastructure for six months. Democrats and Republicans have bickered over the very definition of what infrastructure is and is not. They've debated the size of the bill. They've debated what partisanship is and bipartisanship. What is that on an infrastructure bill? They've debated who will pay for it and how will they pay for it and much, much more. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat from New York, has called a vote on infrastructure for Wednesday this week. Will this bring the infrastructure political battle to an end? Well, before you think this is the end of infrastructure, let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. All right, if you think this is the beginning of the end of the infrastructure battle, it is time to think again. Uh, This is just the end of the beginning in my view. And so we want to go through where we actually are, what's likely to happen this week, because I want you to be able to navigate, uh, not just this week, uh, but next week as well. I think this will be a crucial time for the infrastructure plan and for President Biden and the White House in terms of their agenda and where they go next. This will also have ramifications and implications for the midterm elections and where both Democrats and Republicans go in terms of their messaging. So there's a lot of things to think about and a lot of things that will be at play. So I want to walk through that today in terms of what it is, what it actually means. I think the most important thing we have to recognize as of this moment, uh, there is no infrastructure bill. We'll come back to that in a second. Just wrap your head around that. We've called for a vote on something that doesn't exist yet. That's a challenge. But let's set the stage. Uh, President Biden uh, spoke this morning to really position the week. And I'll be honest, I I was expecting more from the president. I thought he was going to be much more forceful. I thought he would uh, fire a shot across the bow, so to speak, of both Democrats and Republicans, that it was time to get this thing done to uh, put up or shut up, so to speak, uh, and and move it all forward. He was very subdued, uh, very uh, kind of placid in terms of his approach to the conversation today as it related to infrastructure. Uh, but he did lay out the case uh, once again, very similar to what he did on the campaign trail, very similar to where he began back in January and February of this year, uh, that this is the blueprint and here's where we're going. Here's what the president had to say. 
This is a blue-collar blueprint for building an American economy back. Simply put, we can't afford not to make these investments. And we're going to pay for them responsibly as well by ensuring that our largest corporations and the very wealthiest among us pay their fair share by reforming our international tax system with a minimum global tax, which we've led the world to agree to. So these are very familiar themes from President Biden. And I think there's a lot in there that everybody agrees on in terms of, look, we we have to fix our infrastructure for sure. Uh, It is uh, crumbling in many places. A lot of that needs to happen at the state level. Uh, There are also things that need to be done in in terms of corporations, but you can see where the president is going in terms of the messaging, in terms of who should pay for it, ensuring large corporations pay their fair share, according to the to the White House. Uh, In his speech on the Senate floor, let's continue on the Democratic side of the aisle with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who has called for a vote uh, to be held on Wednesday this week on infrastructure. We'll see if that holds. Uh, It may slip a little bit there. Uh, he is touting this as the next best thing to the New Deal. The budget resolution agreed to by Democrats on the budget committee this week is the first step down a long road towards enacting a transformational change in our economy. It will allow us to pass the most significant legislation to expand support for American families since the era of the New Deal and the Great Society. If not quite Rooseveltian scope, it is certainly near Rooseveltian. It's dramatic change help average families do better. So again, supporting the president's agenda there. Also important for us to keep in mind this week, there are two components to this. There's the $1.2 trillion, with a T, a bill, which is mostly traditional infrastructure that the bipartisan group, 11 Democrats, 11 Republicans, have been working on. They got a long ways to go. Then you also have another 3.2 to 3.4 trillion uh, that will be done through this process called reconciliation, uh, which the Democrats will be able to deploy in the Senate and pass without a single Republican vote, uh, with a tying vote being cast by the Vice President uh, Kamala Harris. Uh, so those are the two components to this. There are many on the Republican side saying, well, I don't know why we're even debating this if they're going to just take everything that we take out of the bipartisan bill and throw it into uh, the uh, the second bill. Uh, is that really negotiating? Are the Democrats negotiating with the Republicans and giving them the sleeves off their vest uh, as part of this? Any concessions the Democrats seem to be conceding to their Republican counterparts on the bipartisan bill somehow seem to be ending up in the larger bill uh, that will be passed through reconciliation. And so that's a a good question. Now, here's the here's the kicker. Uh, The vote has been called for on Wednesday by the majority leader, Democrat Chuck Schumer. And here's the one problem to that. Uh, Senator Bill Cassidy actually spelled this out uh, on Sunday on uh, Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace when he was asked very specifically and very pointedly by Mr. Wallace, will you vote for this bill? Here's what he said. How can I vote for cloture when the bill isn't written? Unless you want program failure, unless Senator Schumer doesn't want this to happen, you need a little bit more time to get it right. 
It can absolutely happen, but you need the pay-fors. Senator Barrasso spoke to that. If we get the pay-fors, we can pass this. That leads to the second issue. We need Senate leadership, uh, Schumer, and the White House to work with us. Right now, I can, I can frankly tell you that they've not. We're competing with their $3.5 trillion plan. They want everything reasonable on their side, not helping us. Again, we can pass this. We just don't need program failure. Okay, so let me just break that down real quick. So that's Senator Cassidy. He is one of the 11 Republicans who are part of this bipartisan effort on the $1.2 trillion package. And he said something there that should make everybody blink uh, and think. And he, when asked if he would vote for the current form of the bill, he said, I cannot vote for the bill because I don't know what's in it. And the reason I don't know what's in it is because it hasn't been written yet. So for all the negotiating, for all the hyperbole, for all the press conferences, dueling press conferences, point and counterpoint that we've heard, we do not have a bill. There is no bill, uh, which also presents another problem. Typically, before this kind of bill is voted on in the Senate in particular, Uh, The Congressional Budget Office, the CBO, will score the bill to go through what the costs are, if the costs are realistic and if they're uh, if they're straightforward and if the pay fors the way they're going to pay for it is legitimate. And so they will say, yes, this this is what the spending should cost. Those are good estimates. Those are good faith efforts to, to project what the cost will be. And we believe that the revenue that they're proposing will be raised by taxes or by IRS collections or whatever means it is. We think that's realistic that it will be paid for. Then they give it a score, a CBO score, Congressional Budget Office score. So the problem is because the bill has not been written yet, no one has any idea. And it is impossible. Right now it is 3.13 p.m., In Washington, D.C., there is no way, even if the bill was completed in the next minute and a half, there's no way the CBO could go through and accurately score this bill before they are scheduled to take a vote. Now, there's a a chance that Chuck Schumer will procrastinate the vote. We'll push it back a little bit. That's possible. So even those that are very optimistic about the bipartisan $1.2 trillion spending bill on infrastructure – Uh, They're doubtful that they're going to be able to really see it. And then here's the final component to it uh, that you really have to think through as well. And that is that because everyone knows, every member of Congress knows that President Joe Biden wants to sign this bill, that he will sign this bill if it's passed. And so what that does is it unleashes requests for amendments. So there has to be an amendment process where Every senator, every senator has the right to offer amendments to bills. That's how the process is supposed to work. And because they know this bill will be signed into law by President Biden, everybody wants to get their thing. (laughs) Everyone wants to get their piece of the pie in there or whatever they're being lobbied for by special interest groups. They want to somehow get that into the bill because it's going to pass. And so there's a lot to watch for uh, over the 
the next couple of days here. The next 72 hours will be very fascinating, but it will be Washington at its worst. Uh, there'll be a lot of uh, backroom deals going on. There'll be a lot of lobbying uh, by high-priced lawyers, lobbyists, special interest group trying to get their piece of the pie. And the question for all of us is, is who's looking out for the American people? Who's looking out for everyone in the country who will ultimately have to pay for this? And so just because we have a call for a vote, uh, don't think this is the end of infrastructure. Sadly, I think this is just the end of the beginning. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.